Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Wiser Financial Advisor Show with Josh Nelson, where we get real, we get honest, and we get clear about the financial world and your money. This is Josh Nelson, a certified financial planner and founder and CEO of Keystone Financial Services. We love feedback, and we'd love it if you would pass it on to me directly at josh at keystonefinancial.com. Also, please stay plugged in with us, get updates on episodes, and help us promote the podcast. And also, subscribing to us at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast service. Let the financial fun begin. Thanks so much for joining me today. We're approaching one year of Wiser Financial Advisor. So thank you for being part of what we're doing. We're consistently growing and getting more and more subscribers and listens on the podcast. We're continuing to develop it and we're always looking for feedback. So please let us know if there are any topics that you'd like us to cover. It's always fun to hear your feedback, positive, negative. And of course, we want to be introduced to your friends, your coworkers, your family. So make sure you hit subscribe on your most favorite podcast service, whether that's Apple or Spotify or Google Podcasts. We're on pretty much all of them at this point. So just hit subscribe. Make sure that you are counted, in other words, as one of our people. And of course, you'll be notified when new episodes come out. Today, I'm going to talk about planning for big expenses. And this is a topic that comes up a lot because it doesn't neatly fit into budget planning like our normal stuff. We think about our house payment, our utilities, our groceries, things that we just kind of spend on a month-to-month basis. We're not really surprised by those things. So when we think about big expenses, I think of these in kind of a couple of different categories. One of those is true emergencies, things that we couldn't have possibly planned ahead. I would call these kind of the Murphy's Law type of expenses. In other words, the thing is that just bad stuff's going to happen. That's just part of life. There's going to be car breakdowns. There's going to be medical issues, things like that, that you just can't plan ahead for. We just know that bad stuff's going to happen. So that's kind of the Murphy's Law expenses, emergency types of expenses. Then there's the second type of expense, and that's the big expenses that aren't really emergencies. And we'll dig into those as far as how to plan ahead for those as well. The reason why I'm bringing up this topic is that the team here at Keystone has been having a lot of fun with a program called Smart Dollar. And that's actually a financial wellness program for employers that they get to roll out to their employees. And so Keystone has invested in that for all of our staff members. We're all participating in it. And it's a great financial education program, but it's also a program that has a lot of great tools in there to plan for things like planning for expenses, budgeting, paying off debt, and of course, accumulating money for the future. So we want to be one of those firms that are eating our own cooking. In other words, we want to make sure that we're actually following the same principles that we are advising our clients on. So we want to make sure all of our team members have all the tools that are there, not just for our clients. We want all of our team to have the same great tools that our clients have. So as we're going through the Smart Dollar program, people are kind of working on their budgets. And one question that comes up a lot from clients and from other people that just ask us the question, sometimes even our own team members are kind of wondering, well, how do we plan for these things? So let's talk about emergencies first. Again, this is the Murphy's Law stuff, things that are just going to happen in our lives. 
we always recommend, and this is a Dave Ramsey principle, this is a financial planning principle, pretty much any financial advisor is going to tell you that you really should have somewhere between three to 12 months worth of living expenses set aside in cash. In other words, just in savings, checking, someplace extremely safe, probably paying zero interest, but it is very liquid, it's safe, it's not something that you have to liquidate investments or go out and borrow money. Here at Keystone, we tend to recommend somewhere between three to six months worth of living expenses that you would keep. And so, of course, you need to estimate what those normal monthly expenses might be. We find that that's actually a pretty good proxy for covering most emergencies. Of course, you could kind of come up with any kind of a scenario of a big emergency, but most things like say if your tires need to be replaced, your car breaks down, things like that. Three to six months worth of living expenses would tend to cover things like that. Of course, if you need to spend out of your emergency fund, make sure you build it back up. We want to always keep that in there because stuff is going to happen and we want to make sure that we're not having to go out and borrow money to do it. So then there's the second category, which we'll spend the majority of the time talking about. What about the big expenses that really aren't emergencies? What about things like home improvement? Improvements. Say you want to put a deck on the back of your house or refinish the basement. Say if you want to go on vacation, say paying for a kid's college or grandkids college or even replacing a vehicle. These are not emergencies. Usually, they're not unexpected. In other words, these are things that we kind of knew was coming, right? Uh, but at least if we're doing some kind of planning, even if it's just in our heads, we kind of knew that that stuff was going to come up. So we could kind of plan ahead. And in a lot of cases, people just don't. So there's three things, three principles today I want to talk about with regard to big expenses. We're going to talk about mainly those expenses that could be planned ahead for, in other words, like the ones I just mentioned. So principle number one is that you don't want to be like most people. You don't want to wing it. In other words, the average American really doesn't do any planning. They don't do any budgeting. They kind of leave everything to chance. And in a lot of cases, even if it's just in their head, they're just kind of Pollyanna thinking things are going to work out without any planning. Bankrate.com has a study out that fewer than four in 10 Americans could handle an unexpected $1,000 expense, such as a medical bill or a car repair. So when you think about that, that's a lot of people out there that are just leaving things to chance by not keeping much in emergency funds. They're just kind of winging it. And no wonder the average American doesn't retire with a whole lot. In fact, most people retire because they have to just physically. And they say that about 30% of Americans are just living on social security. They don't have any kind of nest egg or retirement fund that they're living on. So you don't want to be like the average person. You don't want to be like folks that don't do any planning. And it doesn't matter how much money you make, we can throw out all kinds of big examples like Mike Tyson and Johnny Depp, people who have spent hundreds of millions of dollars and then gone bankrupt. So this is not about income. This is about planning ahead and just not being like the average person. Number two is people could just absorb these things into their budget. And I would say that's most common among the people that do some planning ahead is that they've got enough income. And that's a blessing, of course, is that they've got enough income that they can just kind of absorb expenses like replacing tires, maybe even replacing big things like vehicles out of their budget, out of their spending. Sometimes people actually cash flow college expenses where they don't save up into college funds in advance. They just pay the bills as they come up. That's a great problem, of course, if that's the case. And we would just kind of fund it out of cash flow. When you get into the pretty big expenses, unless you have an extraordinarily high income, though, there is some planning ahead that needs to be done. Now, a couple of principles on that number two there. 
Again, if you are planning on just absorbing these things into your budget, one thing to think about there is don't go into debt. You know, we're not wanting to go out and get car loans and credit cards, things like that, especially if you've worked hard to get debt free, you never want to go back into debt. We talked about that in the last couple episodes. We talked about just the principle of being debt free, having stuff paid off just feels good. There's a feeling of peace that comes with that. So we never want to go back into debt. If we get out of debt, you don't want to go back there. What if you're retired? What if you're taking your monthly expenses out of a retirement fund? Remember the 4% rule. We've talked about this before on the show. The 4% rule is that you don't want to draw more than about 4% out of your investment portfolio on an annual basis, which means you're adjusting, right? If the portfolio goes down in value, say we have a real big recession like we had back in the financial crisis, 2008, 2009, or let's say the dot-com crash, 2000 to 2002, the market was down and it was down a lot. In fact, both of those markets ended up dropping by over 50%. So of course, when we talk about that 4%, we'll want to be adjusting for 4% of whatever your investment portfolio is. Now, if you really wanted to push the line, sometimes we'll say, yeah, you can kind of go up to 5% of your portfolio. I will tell you though, that your odds are starting to get a little bit rougher there as far as running out of money. Remember that that is the number one fear of any retiree is that they're going to run out of money sometime during their lifetime. That's the number one thing that scares people in retirement, not dying. Dying is number two. Number one actually is running out of money. So we want to be careful about that. Remember that 4% rule. And again, you can go up to 5% and kind of be riding the line. We like 4% is a more conservative number. So maybe your normal monthly expenses get covered by 4% a year, but then you need to replace a vehicle. And now that throws your annual draw up to 10% or something crazy. Remember, if you're not planning ahead and you're not kind of building these things into the budget, remember that those things need to be accounted for someplace. And that does need to fit within that four to 5% per year. And then number three, and this is the best, I think is planning ahead kind of looking at your budget and thinking about these things in advance. And people have different ways of doing this, but more or less, it's creating a sinking fund. In other words, this is a fund that we're actually purposely setting aside money for things like a vehicle replacement or covering other things. I'll use myself as an example. And it's funny, you know, things like this, you don't really think about. And once you start doing it, you think, why didn't I do this before? But being self-employed, I've got a business and then we get to do the quarterly estimated taxes that come with that. In other words, taxes aren't taken out of payroll. Like if you worked for a big company, you have to pay quarterly estimated payments. So what would end up happening is a couple of times a year, my accountant would say, Hey, you know, we need this much money to send into the IRS and state of Colorado. And I would get sticker shock and say, Oh my gosh, you know, and just be surprised every time and then have to write a big check. And it didn't feel good. And ah, you know, it didn't feel good to see the savings go down like that. And then I started thinking about it after a while. It's like, Josh, this is not a big surprise. This is not, it's not like the tax code is a secret code that nobody knows. And you're getting surprised every six months at the whim of Congress and what rate they made at that six month period. That's not the case. We have a way to plan ahead. And so what I started doing finally is I said, well, why don't I set aside money into a separate savings account per month and just build up the funds? And so they're sitting there and it's not going to come out of the rest of our, our budget, our normal check 
second savings account. Well, duh. And so now I'm doing that and my stress level has gone way down because I don't have to freak out every time she tells me I need to write a check for taxes. So that's using myself as an example. Why don't we do that with everything? Why don't we do that with vehicle replacements, paying for kids' college, home improvements? There are clients that we have that actually will set aside a whole bunch of separate savings accounts. And most banks and credit unions will allow you to do this. Some will even allow you to go in and name it where you can go in and name your account, the home improvement account or the new car account. And you can set up all kinds of automatic transfers that will go the days that you want them with the amounts that you want them. And sometimes clients have this really dialed in. It's kind of impressive, actually, how detailed they can get with their budgeting. But their stress level actually is fairly low because the money is already sitting there. So a sinking fund can be a really effective way. Kind of think of it this way, is that if you get your car paid off, it's kind of like like taking that amount, let's say that it was $600 a month you were making on your car payment. Well, what if we took that $600 now and started shuffling aside into a different account and building it up for the vehicle of the future? Now, one thing I'll throw out as far as that debt snowball approach, that's Dave Ramsey's debt payoff quick approach, is that he would actually have you pay off all of your debts first before we start going off and building up a bunch of savings and retirement funds, investments, things like that. So it does depend on the situation. As always, it always depends, right? If you ask me a question, well, it depends. It depends on your situation until I know all of it. As a financial planner, I really can't give you a good recommendation. But in general, that sinking fund can be an effective strategy. Once we have all of our debt paid off, that could be a good way to make sure we don't get into debt in the future and we don't get the crazy surprises like I used to get with income taxes. So with things like that, let's do some planning ahead and really be thinking in advance. Now, now, let's say your car gets totaled, something like that, and maybe you didn't have good car insurance or something like that. Yeah, I, I get that. There are things that are going to happen that fit into that Murphy's Law category that we talked about before. I'm talking about here the things that we can plan ahead for. We can at least roughly anticipate when vehicles are going to need to be replaced or when we're going to want to replace them. In a lot of cases, we end up replacing them before they need to be. But ultimately, those are the sorts of things that we want to plan ahead for, making sure that they're at least on the radar. We want to kind of know that uh, that's there. You know, it's an expense that's coming up. So we don't want to be completely surprised by it because oftentimes that ends up resulting in some emotional decisions that end up getting made and sometimes really bad timing, depending on what it is. So those are the three main things I wanted to kind of throw out at you today when it comes to those big expenses is number one, we don't want to be like most people. We don't want to wing it. And the average American, I think, is just winging it. So don't be them. Um, in a lot of cases, you need to hire a financial planner because you may not have the expertise. You may not have the time. You might not even have the desire to really learn about the financial world. You just know that you need help and you need somebody to sit down with that can kind of look at this. We're a fiduciary, so it means that we have to look out for your best interest. And so you have a financial friend, basically, that can kind of look at things honestly and tell you what things should look like to accomplish what you want. Number two, principle is absorb them into your budget. If you're going to do that, just still be doing some planning ahead and thinking about those big expenses, at least the timing, at least get the timing down and making sure that we're not going back into debt and we're not pulling too much out of our portfolios to cover for those sorts of things. And number three, creating a sinking fund can be a really effective strategy as far as covering big expenses that we can plan for. So with that, I hope that was helpful today. I'd love to hear any comments that you've got on this. There are lots of different ways that you can approach this. 
this, but ultimately you want to be doing it purposeful. You don't want to just wing it and be like the average American that just has constant surprise. In other words, it's constant Murphy's law, bad things happening in their lives. Well, of course, that stuff is just going to happen again water heaters, if you have a house, if you've got a car, if you've got a family, a dog, any of these things, you're going to have stuff come up. I do too. Bill Gates does too. Elon Musk does too. Of course, the dollar amounts are all different. But remember, sometimes people have blown hundreds of millions of dollars and still gone bankrupt. We want to be following these principles, these wisdom principles, really, just because it's important to think ahead, plan ahead, and not be like the average American that retires with not a whole lot. So with that, I hope that was helpful today. If there's anything that we can do to serve you and your family better. Of course, always let us know. Please help us promote the podcast by hitting subscribe and of course, sharing this with any coworkers, friends, or family. As we're coming up to the one-year mark, I'm very proud to be able to be your financial advisor, your fiduciary, and be your financial friend out there that's watching out for your best interests. I hope you have a wonderful week and God bless. This episode has been prepared for informational purposes only and is not intended to provide and should not be relied upon for tax, legal, or accounting advice. You should consult your own tax, legal, and accounting advisors.